Views, ideas, and opinions of all of us here at Lucia at Night and our guests are their own. And you should always seek additional professional opinion and advice pertaining to any of the topics discussed here on Lucia at Night. Hi, and welcome to a very special edition of Lucia at Night. I'm Lucia, joined by Krista L. and Sarah Kay. We are um, doing a very special episode Um, obviously most people across the country, definitely across the world are dealing with COVID-19 right now. Um, very serious topic. Um, and we just want to bring some love and lightness and joy to, um, your time inside with this special episode of Lucia at night. We are all actually in our own homes. I'm standing up. We're going to do a little tour of everyone's home. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't think you want to see yeah. my room right now. <laughs> I'm especially interested in Sarah Kay's home. I've been know. to Chris's home. That's not nice. So, no, just because of some things. And I just, I have my Well Seekers mug that I've been using every day for real because it has like little things that remind me, Joyful Well. Do you both have one of these? I no. I this think is the money that, that I have right now. Have some goodies come our way. It's a Leo mug. <laughs> What's your mug, Sarah? It's a Leo mug. It's a oh, are you a Leo? I'm a Leo. I like that. But it's it's neat because it's got all this like writing on it and the symbol. Well, that's an like interesting it. mug. That's Chris, at my desk. But do you have anything that you're drinking out of at your home? Um, I, I usually use this every day. I usually have a mug, but now I just have a glass. <laughs> a glass of water. Tonic, actually. Oh, I, I miss tonic. And, um, tonic and lime. I yep. haven't been to the store. So, um, oh, so standing up. I'm standing up because I've literally been working from home and I hurt my neck. I, I pulled my neck out from staring down at the screen. Mm. So my um, therapist person said, you need to start standing up. So here I am at eye level. Um, Really quick, I just wanted to take a little tour of every, this is my, um, this is one of my favorite paintings in my house. Um, Krista and Sarah, Sarah, first of all, Sarah, what's around your neck? It's just (laughs) really cozy. Like, I feel like I'm wrapped in like, like a bear is that suit a snuggie? Something. Is that this a snuggie? Is really cozy sweater. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do you know what a snuggie is? Yes. <laughs> Not I quite wrote, a snuggie, but it's 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 just about as good. I wrote a rap song about a snuggie once. Oh, really? It was called I'll Be Your Snuggie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I have to hear that. <laughs> Chris, right, we'll save that one for another day. <laughs> Krista's home, that's, I know Krista well enough to know that's as much as her, of her home that we're going to see on Lucia at night. That's about it. But I have my nice cozy little um, thing too. It's like my blanket and it's cozy and oh sides. So that's I can so be nice. snuggly too. I'm not in my normal couch because I have to stand and it wouldn't work. So that's why we have a different background. Um, but I just wanted to check in with everyone and anyone listening. I want to check in with you. How are you doing? Um, we sincerely care and want to know. So um, let us know on Instagram, on Twitter. You can email me, Lucia at wellseekers.com. Um, I, I know that this has been a challenging time. I have a compromised immune system. 
I have less white blood cells than I don't a, a really significant portion of. I would say, Krista, you know better. Um, yeah, you have less white blood cells than I did when I was going through chemo. Yeah, like less. Like they wouldn't even give me chemo if I had as little as you do. But so I don't have many. It's not a lot. Um, so I've been taking extra precautions and really just listening and avoiding the grocery store. So I miss tonic and buying little things like that. One, what I really miss is Starbucks. So shout out to Starbucks. I really (laughs) didn't realize how much I enjoyed having like an iced coffee from Starbucks. It's just not the same. It's amazing Um, what you miss when you have to like temporarily give it up. Yeah. So I just wanted to, since we're going around checking in, uh, Krista and Sarah, how are you both doing? Um, and what precautions are you taking? Krista, maybe, did you want to start? Cause I don't know if you've shared on the show about some of your health stuff. No, I haven't. Um, and so I have, a you know, underlying issues. So I have stage four breast cancer and have been living with that for the last five years. Um, so I have to be really careful. My, uh, my cancer is in both of my lungs. Um, so certainly with this being a respiratory uh, virus, I last thing I want to do is end up, you know, in a hospital. So, um, so I have been kind of hunkered down for a few weeks. Um, I was supposed to go out to California at the beginning of March. I changed that. Um, and I then I persuaded her heavily not to go. Yeah. Like, yeah between yeah, you and my, <laughs> my daughter. And it was, and it was, it was a good thing. Cause then there was like this, this cluster of breakout, uh, in, in LA. So, so I've been home really since then. Um, my day-to-day hasn't changed too, too much. Like I said, I think to you, like I've been quarantining for, you know, the last couple of years actually, you know, because I'm retired and my, so my day-to-day, this is, I've been very kind of peaceful through it all, but um, getting inundated with everybody else who now finds themselves at home. And I was like, you know, this is really starting to you know, cramp my style because I had all this peace and quiet and alone time and everybody's FaceTiming. And well, that's the thing. Like FaceTime, Sarah, I don't know if you've experienced this, but FaceTime has become like the new form of calling. So no one calls anymore. You always get a FaceTime. If you're listening and you relate, let us know. But like this morning, it was really early and I was cleaning and I had my hair up and someone FaceTimed me and I said, no, I wrote back, not no, you can call me. <laughs> like, I do not want to FaceTime with you right now. I mean, I have people <laughs> FaceTiming from bed that like wouldn't even pick up the phone. I'm just like, this FaceTime thing has take, it's like gone to a whole new level. I know so much more about people than I ever wanted to know, visually, <laughs> specifically in a visual capacity. Um, I love their hearts, but I didn't need to see everything I've seen over the last two weeks. Just going to throw that out there. Definitely not. <laughs> Sarah, what a... Oh, go ahead, Chris. I just want to say, and I'll be interested to hear what Sarah says, because you're around the same age as my daughter, who when I said exactly that to her, that, oh, Facebook, I mean, FaceTime is blowing up. Everybody's doing that. It's so annoying. And she was like, well, welcome to the world and what everybody else is doing. Like my generation grew up with 
FaceTiming. Like that's what they do all the time. Is that? I disagree. Is I mean, I'm case? on the cusp of the generation. I feel like FaceTime is something that people do, but not, you would never FaceTime people the way that it's happening. Like you mm -hmm. wouldn't normally, I've gotten FaceTimes from people that would never FaceTime me and they're all millennials too. So I think that that's not the case. Sarah? Yeah, I think it depends on the person. I don't mm -hmm. typically FaceTime a lot because I normally look like a mess before I like put my face on. So <laughs> I, I, I'm always, I'm just a texter. I'm like, just text me. Like, that's just my, my, my mode. But I have gotten like a few FaceTimes lately from people that like, I don't normally typically get FaceTimes from. So I think it's just, I feel like just people are just missing like that social interaction, like face to face, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think that's I think definitely it. I think yeah. that is absolutely what is, um, what's driving people to FaceTime that would never, ever FaceTime. I mean, one of the people that FaceTime me was like, I normally see 400 people a day. Um, and now I see no one. So now you're going to get me in my bed. I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah. yeah no, there's <laughs> it was great. And I the day it. that you should probably not FaceTime someone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sarah, how have you been? Uh, I've been, I've been pretty okay. My routine really, I was telling Krista before, it hasn't really changed too much. Um, I typically work from home anyway, so I'm still working from home. The only thing that's really changed was my gym clothes. So mm. now instead of getting ready to go to the gym, I get ready to work out at home, which has definitely been a big change. How's that going for you? Cause I can tell you how it's going for me. Cause my gym moved online and um, I like sit there. Yeah. Every morning at nine when they go live, shout out to Whip. And I watch Paul and Nick work out for about 40 minutes <laughs> while I'm drinking coffee. I'm like, this looks <laughs> so good. I'm, so, and then that's it. <laughs> that's my I workout. just hasn't done that yet. Okay. Um, but they do have, uh, they, they do have the programming still of what, um, what we're going to do. So I work out at a CrossFit gym. So like, we have a Facebook group. We're like very much a community. Um, sometimes like on Saturday mornings, I will go and work out with a friend, but we do keep our distance. We're not like close together all the time, but, mm. um, they give us a workout every day. We all follow that workout. They provided us with some equipment. So that helps. And then like, after wow. we do That's the workout so in like that Facebook group, we just kind of like tell us, how the workout was, maybe what our time was, or just how we felt about the workout. And it just kind of holds us all accountable. And for me, it's always been hard to work out at home in general. So having that accountability with everybody else, it's just pushed me. To, and, and you do it. I do it. Yeah. Wow. Some days I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I am working. What's also nice too, is we have like four or five coaches and they've each assigned themselves to like an an athlete, I will say like someone at the gym, a member, and, uh, they'll, they like work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Like I have a weekly call with my, my coach who FaceTimed me last, last week and I wasn't expecting it. Um, but he, he also holds me accountable. We have goals. Like I told him my biggest goal is like mental toughness and, uh, like working out from home, that's going to really challenge my mental toughness. So we're working on that. So it's just, they're doing a really good job about it. And like, typically if I didn't have this gym, I probably would just be sitting on the couch. That's like terrible. Yeah. 
No, I'm surprised at how easily I wrote this actually on our Facebook group because we have a private Facebook group too where we do daily workouts where we're supposed to watch them and do it with them. Yeah. And I'm just so surprised at how easily I quit when not monitored. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, like, I think having like the weekly like, meeting or like everybody in the group, it's definitely held me accountable and like got me to get up and, and do it, do the workout. Yeah. So working out's changed, obviously yeah. not leaving the house has changed. Right. Not um, seeing all my friends on the weekends has changed. I, ha I only see the one on Saturday to work out. And again, we're, we're apart. We're not like really close together. We do our social distancing. So uh, that part has changed, but I just try and stick to it, my normal routine as much as possible to just kind of keep myself sane. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I feel like same. I've feel like I've been busier during this yeah. time. I'm trying to organize my room, which is why I'm like blocking <laughs> most of my room. And you see my curtain. Your well, that's what I was going to say. I know Krista's not going to give us a tour, but what's back there, sir? A mess. You don't need to see it. <laughs> my house is actually really clean. Yeah. Your my house is, is always in order. Mine's, <laughs> mine's very lived in. I, it's just me, Daughter but it's very girl. lived in. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. So Lucia at night obviously is dedicated to um, relationships and love and loving yourself and loving the people in your life, whether that's a significant other or a family member. Um, so we are going to have a very, we're doing a very special series about coping through crisis and this specific crisis um, right now on well seekers and on Lucia at night, we are going to be talking about the relationship aspect of that. So Dr. Chelsea, um, she's been on the show before. She's going to come back and we're going to have a conversation about how to not harm I'm just kidding, because you should never harm your significant other. Um, how to really make it through this challenging time. And joking aside, there's been a significant increase in things like domestic violence. Um, this is a time where alcoholism, well, not alcoholism, because that exists, but addiction, turning to addictive substances and escapism um, is increasing. I know that there was in New Jersey, I don't know if you heard about this, but they were going to close the liquor stores and they were so scared that people would just go into complete panic if they did that. So a lot of stress going on, taking a toll on relationships. So Dr. Chelsea is going to come on and we're going to have a conversation about how to make it through this time. Um, and have your relationship survive, maybe even be better. I feel like during crisis, there is an opportunity, and I speak personally and professionally, to come out the other side stronger. So maybe even come out stronger in your relationship. So she's going to come on and we're going to have a chat about that. But since we have Krista and Sarah here right now, I want to, everyone's sort of in a different place. I have been quarantined before with my then husband. And so I can speak about what it's like to be in close proximity for weeks and weeks with someone. And it is really, really challenging. Um, I know Krista is a, a living alone. Um, yeah. and Sarah Kay, you're with your parents, aren't you? Yes. All right. So, okay. <laughs> Let's go to Sarah Kay first. Because Let's she go to Sarah. Emotions. <laughs> as soon as you said increased tension, her face lit up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's going on in your living situation since, um, ascend, well, really sheltering in place is. Yeah. Well, um, so like my dad still works. He's considered an essential employee. So he still comes in from time to time, but my mother works in the school system. So she's been home more and there's just been, I don't know if she's just like, bored or what but like 
I'll be working from home and she'll say something and I'll say, you know, I can't do that. I'm working. And it, it, there's just this, this, this tension. I don't know. And sometimes we've just kind of gotten a little bickering arguments, but I try to just like keep quiet and to myself and at my computer, but there's just been like a little tension since she's been home more and like really has nothing to do. I don't know. <laughs> so she's not working right now. She's not working right now. No. Okay. And she was working before. Yeah. Before, um, all the schools closed. Right. So generally you would be home alone. Yeah. <laughs> how do you take that space? I mean, I'm happy to give you some suggestions, but how do you take <laughs> that space from your mom? Cause that could be a lot. You're 27. Yeah. If I was with, I love my mom, love you mom. But if I lived with my mom at 27 and she was, I was like trying to work all day and she was there trying to get me to do something else all day, there would be some tension. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just try not to let it bother me, but I don't know. I guess I really, we just kind of go in separate rooms at that point. Yeah. Like she'll go upstairs, I'll go downstairs or I'll go upstairs, she'll go downstairs. I don't know. That's a healthy way to handle it. Well, yeah. I would, I would say number one, take some space, like yeah. physical space because yeah. there is that, you know, friction and you're spending more time with each other. So there's going to be more friction. And yeah. it also say if you're going to spend time together, spend time intentionally together instead of like, Hey, her yeah. popping in and being like, I know. And I, I just, I, I feel bad. Cause I know she's just like in this rut right now. Like she has nothing to do and she's got, I mean, they're, they're both my parents are in their sixties and I don't think they're like a hundred percent worried that they're going to catch it. But my mom does have asthma. So she's a little worried. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that's also playing a factor, but, um, I don't know. Just taking so, it day by day. <laughs> what are you doing to take care of yourself then through this? Um, well, I, I, we stay home. Uh, my mom does have like gloves and masks. Like, so if I had to get like gas, we have a glove to put on. She does have a mask. She did say, um, since more cases started popping up, like in our town, she did say next time she goes to the grocery store, she will wear a mask, which I've seen people do. So, yeah, I mean, we should say we're in Connecticut, which is right now, like over 60% of all the cases are coming out of the tri-state area. So New York, yeah. New Jersey, Connecticut. And I don't know if you saw this, but today they announced that there's a travel advisory. So we, they're asking people who live in the state not to leave the state. And they're asking people not to come to our state. So yeah, it's, it's definitely rough here right Hope, now. Hopefully. Yeah. Hope All right. So Sarah's got some tension with her mom. Yeah. Krista, you're alone. Do you have I'm some alone. tension with yourself? because <laughs> that's usually what would happen right like <laughs> right yeah um no so far I've been okay because I I have no problem uh being by myself like I said it's more it's been interesting with kind of like what Sarah is saying that people are encroaching you know like on my my time and um I, with I love time we yeah, with with FaceTime, <laughs> yeah. with calls, with you know, seeking advice. Like, how do you do this all day? Like, what do you do? I don't know what to do. I'm bored, you know. And um, but I have to say that I shared with you earlier, I am kind of bracing myself because I've had the luxury of 
I live, uh, since I sold my home, I live in a, a rental. It's a two-story, uh, two-family. And the other renters moved out back in December, and there's been nobody there. So it's been just me, and it's peaceful, and it's quiet, and there's no nobody else touching the doors or in the space of the common areas. And I was just informed that some new renters are coming in uh, this week. And so that's all going to be smashed. So it's a family um, with kids. I'm on the first floor. It's not going to be good. So talk to me next time. And I'll probably be, <laughs> this serenity is going to go out the window. Yeah. So far, so good. Except Yes. And I'm grateful for that. So far, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll make sure to ask Dr. Chelsea about um, Sarah and her parents then. And um, <laughs> Uh, make sure you stay with us. Dr. Chelsea is going to be um, coming on. We're going to be talking about how to make it through this challenging time and come out on the other end even stronger with your significant other or your spouse. Um, one other thing before we go, I think that um, having been with a spouse, I, when I was basically quarantined with my spouse for weeks, I feel like we did come, I really enjoyed it. So I do want to give the opposite side of that. Is there, I think there's a lot of people out there that are really excited about this, that they get to spend quality time with their families and they get to spend quality time with their significant others. And I just remember being so grateful for it, that we had that time together, that it was like forced intimacy. Um, and I appreciate that that isn't everyone's situation. And that's why Dr. Chelsea is going to come on and we're going to give some wisdom and tools around that. But just to speak to the other side, I think this is such a great time for some people that haven't had time to spend with their loved ones that really do enjoy it. So um, there is a, a positive that's coming out of this, I think. Um, we should so, hear more of that. You know, I know. I, 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 right, because when you're happy, it almost feels like, especially in a time like this, you almost feel guilty, I think, for saying, like, I'm happy right now that I get to spend quality time with my family. So we hear the more negative stories, right? But, um, yeah, it absolutely is positive. I know a lot of people that are happy to be home. Yeah. So they're out there. Um, so stick with us, and we will be right back with Dr. Chelsea on Lucia at Night. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data, coast-to-coast -coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico, plus text and data in over 210 countries worldwide, all with the best phones or bring your own that's pretty awesome get the best user experience on mobile at pulsecellular.com close the door on your day and light up your night you're listening to lucia at night and we're back on lucia at night with our very special guest dr chelsea Dr. Chelsea has been on our show before. She is an expert in relationships, in sex, in love. Dr. Chelsea, can you just give us a little bit more about your background if someone hasn't heard you on the show before? Yes. Well, hello. And thank you so much for having me. I know. Back welcome again. back. It's we had chatted before. So, so that was a weak introduction. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Welcome back I to the show. 
Well, thank you so much. Yes. Well, I am an online coach right now that's helping, you know, women who really want to just expand their life and feel good in their life and in themselves and in their relationship and all the things inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom. And I absolutely love what I do. And I'm so happy to be here to chat and help your listeners with those areas, especially with all the corona crazy going on. I know. And the reason that Dr. Chelsea is here today specifically is to talk about what to do in relationships. And I want to expand because we had someone on the show that asked about what to do as a 27-year-old who's locked in with her parents. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can give us some relationship advice when it comes to parents and I can chime in as well. Dr. Chelsea is going to help us talk about being in quarantine, lockdown, whatever circumstance you are in with a significant other. We were chatting about this before you came on, but it can really go two ways Mm -hmm. because I've been essentially quarantined with my now ex-husband. But at the time, it was like it was almost three weeks and we actually grew closer at the end of it. Yeah. I feel like that's one case scenario that we don't hear a lot about because people are almost ashamed to say like, actually, this is going really well. And we're like really excited to be together because people are having such a hard time right now. So they almost feel guilty saying that because that's the other side of things, right? That this could not be going well. (laughs) It can go in any direction. And I think for how just overall, if we just talk about just how overall people are feeling, it's you're going to, everyone's going to be feeling differently. Like personally right now, I've actually been feeling really good. Mm. My word for the year was space and I'm getting a lot of space now. Space from people, space with time. My work has gone down, which of course brings its financial pieces in there, but it there's all this room and space to really focus on what is a priority, kind of getting down to the basics of things. And you know, that can really highlight what things are working and what things aren't working. Like you said with your ex-husband, it it probably really brought you guys down to the basics without all the crap that surrounds us that we get distracted by all the time. So it kind of helps you get connected back to the two of you. Yeah. And sometimes relationships are built on distractions, right? I find that. Yeah. Such a good way to put that. Yeah. And that's the foundation of the relationship. So then it's like, okay, the distractions are gone. Mm-hmm. We're not running here, there, everywhere, especially, I mean, we're talking about people who have jobs that take a lot of time sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have friends who are married to surgeons who are home now because there's no surgeries. Wow. Now they've spent years on, I don't know if you know, well, you're a doctor, but surgeon schedules. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is constant 12 hour days a lot of the times. And now it's like constant face to face time. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a big shift. And, and I do want to, just so your listeners know, I myself am not a medical doctor. Like I cannot do heart surgery, but I can, I can help your heart feel good. So all the feelings, I can help with the feelings. (laughs) One of the pieces is like, there's this huge transition. Like this has been a huge transition for so many people. And that example you gave is, wow. Okay. My life has been filled with all these working hours. And now I'm at home. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot of couples run into this when there's just a random job loss or a lot of retirement when that happens. I remember even my stepmom telling me, she's like, I love your father so much, but now he's like around all the time. (laughs) And it's a big adjustment. And so this, this time really 
really is calling everybody to take a look at how you navigate big changes within yourself and how you navigate it with your partner. Or if you're not with a partner right now, how you're navigating it with other people, if you have roommates or you're living with your parents, whomever you're with, you have to navigate this in a very integrity filled way. And it can be hard, especially when we're there's a lot of stress going on for a lot of people. I was going to say, or the opposite is, I don't know if you've seen like some of the memes going around. There's There was one where it's like March and it has a picture of someone really thin and then it's like May and as someone who's, you know, significantly heavier in the photo. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do in these times turn to escapism. Yes. And I've been guilty of it. I think I've been eating more just because stress can creep in. And even if you're not dealing with the stress of a partner, this is just a really intense time. Mm -hmm. And so how do we deal with this intensity within ourselves, which you can shed light on? How do we deal with intensity in the relationships around us? Because you're not just navigating your own emotions. You're Mm -hmm. trying to coexist and experience them with someone else, (laughs) which is hard. Yes, it's a balance. One of the biggest things that I emphasize to anybody that comes into my world is your relationship with yourself is at the heart and at the base of everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And what you are cultivating in your own internal world is what's going to seep out and leak out into everything, your work, your relationship with family, with your kids, with your partner, with, with your dogs, you know, whatever it is around you, you have to go first to yourself and know how am I handling this stressful time and being really grounded in yourself. This is like self-care up the wazoo time. So I know for myself personally, you know, I've, and I did actually feel slightly guilty about this for a bit because I'm, like I said, I've been feeling really good because I'm having all this space because now I've gone on hour and a half walks with my dog. I went on one with my dogs and my husband last night, which we've never done before. I know it was usually me and the dogs, but he's not a big walker, but there's all these things that are opening up and just having that time for self-care. I've done more bath times. I've been telling anybody that I've been working with, focus on the self-care piece because you have to ground yourself. And this isn't just a pocket of time that's going to impact things. How you interact with this time now is what's going to really shape your future. So now's the time to up your self-care routine because it's going to help you in everything that you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that does seep into relationships for sure. Totally. Yes. When it comes to relationships specifically, can you just walk us through some of the big and small things we should be doing? Feel free to divide it up however you'd like. I mean, I'm using it in terms of romantic, but I'd also love for you to give some advice to the people. Like I said, we had someone ask about on the show Mm -hmm. who's a 27-year-old millennial who lives at home and normally it's fine because her parents are working and she's working. Yeah. And now it's like she's... 15 again. (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. back in the house. So could you just help us navigate all of those intimate and then maybe add in some about the parental aspects of it as well? Yes. Well, a lot of these pieces is going to apply to any relationship that you in the house with right now. So for that listener who is you know stuck with parents, for someone who's stuck with um, roommates, or, and I hate the word stuck, but, or even with your partner, we're now in close quarters and proximity 
then maybe more so than you've ever experienced, or it's taking back a time to, as you said, like 15 years old, or it's, it is an adjustment. And one of the biggest things, and I cannot say this enough is you have to be doing frequent check-ins and you have to be doing first check-in with yourself. What do I need? What do I not need? How am I feeling right now? What can I do for myself? What do I need from my parents, my partner, my roommates? How can we collaborate and have that check-in with yourself so you know what it is that you need? And then have a, and I call it a relationship business meeting, but it doesn't matter who you're sitting down with, but like sitting down like a business meeting and saying, okay, what are things looking like right now? Who's going to need to go to the grocery store? Can we get a plan here together? What's going to happen with the kids and their schedules? There's been a lot of adjustments there. Where are you going to be having your workspaces? That's been a big adjustment for a lot of people is how do we navigate the workspace at home and who's who's going to take over the office and who's going to take over the kitchen table? And those are adjustments that need to happen. And you can't just be doing them on the fly and just in wing it mode. You just can't do any relationship in wing it mode because it's bad. (laughs) But those check-ins, and I usually suggest just as a couple in general to do it on a, you know, big ones on a quarterly basis. But right now, daily check-ins are going to be key because things change and transition so quickly that you can, you have to be updating how you're approaching everything on a daily basis right now. I love how you said you can't do any relationship on the fly. I think that this is such a, lar- a larger conversation, but yep. I think a lot of relationships are done on the fly. And some of it's out of necessity because of time with kids and various things. But mm-hmm. I do think this is an opportunity if you have done your relationship on the fly to sit down. And like you said, I love the idea of having almost like a a relationship business meeting or a family business meeting or a partner, you and your partner Mm -hmm. business meeting. Such a great way to start things and not make it on the fly. Yes. What happens is you go into this reactive mode rather than this intentional, this is my whole platform, intentional intimacy, being an intentional woman, just being an intentional person is being proactive and intentional so that you actually can be creating your environment and your life and your relationships from a calm, centered, grounded place rather than, yeah, on the fly, reactive. And it's just, it doesn't work. It kind of works for some people, but our life deserves better than just kind of working, right? It deserves (laughs) greatness. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say I'm surprised by how many people are okay, though, with kind of working. Mm-hmm. I know people listening to the show aren't because I get their emails. <laughs> so <laughs> this will definitely, definitely help. So business meeting, check. Right now I'm by myself. So I'll have a business meeting with myself in a second. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and that's the thing too is also there's a lot of people who are at home alone right now as well. And that it becomes you know, another adjustment, but you still need to check in with yourself of what do I need right now? Do I need to connect with somebody? Sometimes we forget that we have such amazing technology that there's text messages, there's phone calls, there's Skype video conferences. The other day I had all my girlfriends, we had a coffee chat over, we did it through Zoom because I have a business Zoom account, but we still got to chat with each other. And it wasn't quite the same as, you know, going to a coffee shop, but we were still able to have that connection. So don't feel like you're so isolated because that's going to start kind of freaking out our nervous system because we don't want to be alone. We need Mm -hmm. to be in social with people. Mm -hmm. So 
be, and that would be another piece is be as social as you can, given the parameters and the safety and the health that's there for you and wherever you're residing at right now in the world. So even with your partner, what does that look like? Yes. Well, that's such a huge piece of with your partner right now and just overall in general is you have to have this balance of closeness, togetherness, and space. And this is going to be a really challenging time to navigate that because there's a lot of, you're in close proximity, right? Mm. Like right now, as we're talking, my husband is downstairs and he has his headphones on and he's working and he's always there, even though I can kind of pretend he's not there because he's downstairs, but always there. And a lot of couples, there's this need for more closeness or maybe another partner needs a little bit more space. And the best thing to do is check in with each other and really be sharing vulnerably and honestly where you're at and what you're needing. And it's okay to ask for what it is that you need so you can actually negotiate that with your partner. And we can certainly discuss what that can actually look like. Yeah, that would be great. What does that actually look like? Yeah, so a biggest piece is, and I'm going to go back in, right? You check in with yourself. What do I need? And He's one of um, the gals I was talking to the other day. She was telling me, she's like, Chelsea, I feel like my partner is smothering me. He's there all the time and I love him so much, but I'm starting to really get resentful of all of his attention and I feel bad, but I need some space. I don't know how to tell him. And the best way is just to very simply just tell him or her, right, I just need some space. Hey, honey, I love you so much. You know, this has been a challenging time because we're home 24-7 and I really need, and you say a time frame, I really would just need like a couple hours to myself to kind of do my own thing, go take a bath or, you know, watch my own TV show or something. And then can we come back to our connection time? Or maybe you need the whole night to yourself. I'm a big fan of self-date nights. I should tell my husband this all the time. Like, I love you so much and I'm just going to, I'm doing me tonight. Right. It's going to be me, Netflix, my bath, all the stuff. So I'll see you tomorrow night, even though he's in the same house. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. What if there are kids involved? Because a lot of our listeners do have children, whether it's babies or toddlers. Mm -hmm. Would you suggest dividing up? Like if you do need a night off, can I have Netflix night to myself on Tuesday and I'll take the kids on Wednesday and do bedtime? Uh Would it be a schedule? And like you said, having a business meeting and really scheduling out time so people know like, okay, Tuesday, I may be crazy right now and doing a million things and homeschooling and this and that. But tomorrow night I have all to myself. No one's going to be near me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And totally. That's something that can definitely go into that business meeting with you know, anyone in your house, right? With your parents, even with your kids, if they're old enough to have be in that conversation or with your partner or roommates, whatever, is having, again, this negotiation of what time is needed together and apart and what that looks like. So everybody's on the same page. It's almost like if you think of an actual business meeting, if somebody needs a certain, say, meeting or office space because they're going to be doing a presentation, you're going to have to schedule that and claim that space. Otherwise, nobody's going to know who's in there and everyone's working on mind reading and that doesn't work. So if you know, Hey honey, I'm just as your example, Tuesday night, I'm going to, it's going to just be me and Netflix or whatever it is you want to do. Be careful not to binge too much TV right now. Word of caution, (laughs) but it's okay to still watch some TV. It doesn't have to be no TV time, but having that alone time and then 
switching off. So you're having this balance of self time and we time. And that's just overall in relationships. So important, especially now. But else I know you have a list. I have. (laughs) Can can we talk about sex? Yeah. Can we talk about sex? I feel like that (laughs) is, I personally love the topic. I think it's gets such a taboo sort of thing. But when you're in a committed relationship, especially marriage, it's like we chatted about this before. I just feel like that is just so exciting sexually. When people put like a clamp down on it, like, oh, you're getting married and it's negative. I think the exact opposite sexually. Mm-hmm. I remember this one couple telling me they came into my office and they were about to get married. And the poor guy, he's like, I'm so afraid that our sexual relationship is going to go away after this because I keep hearing that, oh, once you're married, then everything goes downhill and blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. You can totally have a nice thriving sexual life. And as long as you're approaching it in a nice, healthy way and educate yourself, you can have such a wonderful, amazing relationship inside the bedroom and out. You just need to get intentional and focus. And and that probably is a lot to do with what you were saying before is like checking in with yourself, right? Like Mm -hmm. working really hard to be okay and present in your body. And when you're okay and present in your body, it's a lot easier to show up sexually. 100%. Yes. Yeah. See, there's another benefit of doing work on yourself. <laughs> Sex is so much more fun. Like, so much more fun. <laughs> yes. Well, you have to be open and connected with yourself and with your partner because up at the tippy top is this, your sexual self. And if you're not feeling good about yourself, she, that part of you is going to look at the bedroom and go, mm, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, people that are experiencing, well, why don't you tell us what you think about? sex during quarantine for us and especially when there's kids around all the time yes well for a lot of couples who have kids that's not going to be although the all around all the time is not is a new thing but the balance of you know maintaining that sexual relationship while also having kids is it's a balance and you know part of this even overall i would like to say i think important to say even first is Right now, with all these big changes that are happening and, you know, you and your partner are navigating huge stuff and a lot of things all at once. And there's going to be stresses that happen or maybe you're feeling okay, but your partner's stressed and there's a lot of adjustments. And so first, I just want to tell your listeners that whatever you're feeling about the sexual intimacy right now is okay. You might be feeling like, Yahoo, oh my gosh, we can have like afternoon delights like all the time now. This is amazing. (laughs) Or you might be not feeling the sex vibe at all right now because there's a lot of adjustments or you're worried about things or you just might be not in the best headspace to be open to the sexual things right now. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong thing to be feeling right now. It's just knowing where you're at and having that conversation with your partner about what that can look like. So both of your needs get met. And it's such a huge thing. Conversations, negotiations, collaborations are so important. I think that that is the main takeaway here is intention, right? And Mm -hmm. having the conversations about what your intentions are. And I think you did just summarize something that is important, right? So like, it's okay to not want to have sex right Mm -hmm. now. 
as long as, and maybe your partner doesn't want to either. And that you have the conversation about it, like so that you normalize it for each other. Like I'm not feeling it or I'm not feeling it. And okay, let's, how are we going to make this work so that it doesn't affect our, our relationship or our intimacy? How can we stay intimate and connected if we're both not feeling it sexually? Because there's so many other ways to be intimate, right? Other than sex. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's when you can ask yourself and your partner is, what can I say yes to right now? Mm. Knowing that, and this, I mean, we could have a whole nother conversation about this, but knowing that physical intimacy, like a kiss or cuddle, does not mean it has to lead to the bedroom. There are no strings attached there. Absolutely. You're not stepping on an escalator and committed to the top, right? You can choose what you want to say yes to and have that collaboration with your partner. So right now, sex might be off the table for you, but maybe it's, you know what, honey, I thank you so much for wanting to be intimate and close with me. I'm just not really feeling the sexy vibes right now with all that's going on. But I would, what I would really love to do is actually go take a shower with you. Or I would really love to kiss and cuddle on the couch and watch our new Netflix show together with you. Mm. So really checking in again with yourself of what you can say yes to, because we don't want to do anything in obligation or pushing or forcing or have like feeling like you're supposed to be doing anything. Only do with what feels good. And if the answer is, I'm not feeling any type of wanting to connect with my partner right now, again, that's okay too. And it's okay to get that space, but you need to communicate that with your partner that, hey, right now I'm just feeling totally the me vibes and the alone vibes and I need some space. Can I check back in with you tonight so we can connect again later? So you're not leaving them in limbo land. Yeah. And I think you just said it again. It's about communication, right? Because that Mm -hmm. is so much of the sexual relationship is being open, honest and communicating needs and respecting needs and understanding it's not about you. Sometimes it is the other person if there isn't lack of a sexual connection in that moment, but there can be intimacy. And we just group it all together in our culture, I think. And now's a good time to start separating intimacy and sex, right? Two different things. There's intimacy in sex, but intimacy doesn't have to always mean sex. 100%. And this is where, if your listeners can visualize this, if you think of a pyramid Mm -hmm. and this is where it's my intimacy pyramid that I have. So you're hitting right on it is right at the very bottom of the base is yourself, right? And as I've said before, you, you, you're at the base of everything. So if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, it's really hard to have a good relationship with your partner. So you have that self intimacy piece and then you build in that intimacy. So then you have the emotional intimacy, then the physical intimacy, and then the sexual intimacy, and they're all separate. So we have to create those nice lines. As you said, it's not all clumped together because then that becomes this all or nothing approach. And that just, that lands you in my office or that lands you into one of my, you know, coaching clients, because oftentimes I hear so many times this all or nothing pressure when a kiss is just so good. It doesn't have to be anything else. It can be just a kiss. Yeah. Dr. Chelsea, what if we have different needs? Like I know you mentioned showering. What if someone really likes to shower together and one person's absolutely against it? Is there a way to get someone on board when there's sort of difference in intimacy expectations? Not, not even sex? Yes. It's a balance and that's a little, that's kind of a good question, tricky question. If it's a hard no, I, there's this exercise that I often do with a lot of my clients called green light, yellow light, red light. And, you know, things that are green light are okay, like 
thumbs up. Totally would do tonight. No problem. It's a yes. We don't even have to talk about whether or not this feels comfortable with us. Right? I love this game. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And then <laughs> or you could do yes, no, maybe. So there's a whole bunch of different ways. I'm just going to start posing every question I have to anyone as green light, yellow light, <laughs> red light. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have the yellow light. So it's hey, this is something that maybe isn't my favorite. So we'll use that example of taking a shower. So maybe tonight, if as you're in this quarantine place or even post, right, all the stuff works afterwards as well, is maybe your partner really loves taking a shower and not just for utility's sake, but just to, you know, suds each other up and connect. And which is actually one of my favorite things. I love it. And maybe it's not your favorite thing. It's not like a heck yes for you. If you put it in that yellow zone, in the middle zone, then maybe that's something that you do say yes to once in a while as I like to call it this gift place of I know my partner really likes this. It's not like a hell no for me, but it's not my favorite. But I know this is a way that he likes to connect and I really want to connect with him. And this is how I'm going to connect right now and say yes to that. Mm. But it's not coming from an obligation place. It's coming from a gift place. But if it's a red light, there's going to be a lot of activities or a lot of things of connection that might be a red light for you. And if it's a red light for you, then it's a hell no. And there's no negotiation there. And that's just something that, again, you need to navigate in the relationship. Wow. I I love all of this. Do you have a link that we could include to your pyramid? Do you have that on your website or... I, don't, but okay. I should. It is in my, um, I have an online course, The Women's Guide to Intentional Intimacy. And I have that in there and I walk you through all the pieces that you need to actually have a good, strong, intimate, happy, amazing relationship in all the places. And oh. it's built on that pyramid. So, Well, check out Dr. Chelsea's course. We're, we'll give her website at the end and it'll definitely be in a link attached to this podcast as well. Um, and vlogcast since we're going to be on video. Dr. Chelsea, before we let you go, could you help Sarah, who is with her parents right now and having some turmoil? Yes. Oh, Sarah. Well, first, really do a lot of self-care and know that this is not one of my favorite phrases I say to myself, especially if I'm feeling overwhelmed, is this is not forever just right now. And that kind of eases this anxiety because sometimes we can feel like this is it. We're stuck here. And it's just right now, not forever. So for right now, what do you need to do to feel good within yourself and with your parents? And again, this can happen with you know any relationship, but for Sarah specifically with your parents and just have a chat with them. Step into your adultness and say, hey, parents, we're going to be living in the space together for a while. So let's talk about what all of our needs are so we can really try to make sure that we're really collaborating and getting on the same page with each other. And can we never have another check-in to like tomorrow or two days from now to make sure that it's all feeling okay? Mm, so good. So it's just really talking about those needs and just sharing and it's, it's vulnerable. I know, but it's going to really help all aspects. So I think that's really key. I love it. Dr. Chelsea, anything else before we let you go that you'd like to say? No, I, this was so wonderful. And I just want to tell everybody, thank you so, so much for listening and just take care of you and take care of your relationships and use this as an opportunity. I know it's 
hasn't come from the you know best place with all this happening, but use this as an opportunity to really double down on what's important to you and what is essential to you and really practicing these skills and these tools so that you can be even stronger as you move forward in your life and we're all able to roam and run free again. So just use this as an opportunity and don't think it as it's a doomsday or anything like that because that just adds stress. Yeah. And if people want to find out more about your course, Dr. Chelsea has a great Instagram as well. Where can we find you? Yes. Well, I have a bunch of wonderful places. I have a Facebook group and Facebook page, Instagram, but all of that you can find the best place to start is my website, which is drchelseapage.com. And you can find ways to work with me. You can get onto Facebook from there, Instagram. You can read my blog. All the things are there. So that's the easiest spot to to do your first click on. Perfect. Dr. Chelsea, thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully you'll come back. Of course. Thank you so much. And stay happy and healthy. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll be right back on Lucia at Night. Hey, it's Lucia. And I'm so thrilled to welcome you to my podcast, Well Seekers, bringing you simple, accessible, and real stories and solutions to find your happy and well from the mind down and to learn to form a better relationship with yourself and others. This is real. We're giving you simple, accessible advice and tools to make your mind, life, and world a whole lot more well with knowledge, inspiration, honesty, self-care, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me and the rest of the Seekerhood as we journey to a mind and life you are going to love. Welcome to Well Seekers. It's a treat and a retreat for your day. You're listening to Lucia at Night. And we're back on Lucia at Night. Um, thanks again so much to Dr. Chelsea. Hopefully she had some helpful advice for you. I know that I'm going to take some of that to heart. Hopefully she helps Sarah out. She can help her out with her mom um, and apply that to time with her mom. Um, before we go, I just wanted, since in the beginning of the show, we were talking about the positives that could come from this sort of short-term new way of living that we're going through right now. And so I wanted to ask everyone a positive that they've experienced. I know that I've experienced some positives. Um, and also, so one thing you've learned or a positive that's happened to you, and then I want to give some ideas because I have heard people say like, I'm bored. Um, I know I'm really busy and some people that have been working from home are really busy. Um, but what, what can people do if they're bored? So we've got some ideas there for you. Um, also I wanted to let you know that my friend, Dr. Danica Harris and I developed a course called coping through crisis. Um, we'll put a link below, but it's a five day course for anyone that's struggling and needs a little support. Um, check it out. It's uh, really impactful. So if you are struggling in this time, um, check out our course, Coping Through Crisis. So ladies, um, one positive thing that has happened to you or that you've witnessed and experienced that you wouldn't have witnessed and experienced if this wasn't happening. Um, I know they were still thinking, so I'm going to go first. I, one thing that's happened, there's been a bunch of things, but one thing that has really stood out is I've texted more with my brothers and realize that I have really, even though we don't talk a lot, really uh, cool brothers. And I think that we wouldn't have, because they're older than me growing up, they were just like in their lives and like 
one of them was eight years older and anyone knows that there's like an eight year difference. Like he basically was an adult by the time I even was conscious as a human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just like connecting with them has been a positive that would not have happened if I wasn't going through this. So that's mine. Krista. Um, I would say a positive, um, you know, even though I think that I made fun of all the FaceTiming, a positive is that, you know, if I can make it on my terms better, doing things with friends I didn't normally, um, you know, house party and duo. And, and so we, there's more, there's ironically more effort to make connection with, Mm. with people. And um, even with my two kids, you know, one's in Montana, one's, you know, here in Connecticut. Um, and just the way that they have really been able to kind of roll with this and adapt and make a conscious effort to reach out and, and connect with people, um, has been impressive. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. People slowing down and just taking the time. That's definitely been something that I've seen even in some of the families that I'm friends with just having, which has some negatives. I know that they've experienced too, but um, just again, having more quality time with the people that you love and connecting in a, a different way. Sarah. I know you're struggling a little still, but hopefully Dr. <laughs> Chelsea's helped you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think I've personally experienced something positive just yet. Um, just cause I'm still like working and in my, my regular routine. Um, but kind of piggybacking off of what Krista said, cause it just kind of sparked my memory. Um, I guess positive thing that I witnessed from my mom was that she did touch base cause she's been wanting to call her aunt who's like in her nineties, I'm not sure, 93, 94. Um, and they live out, her aunt and uncle live out in California and she's been wanting to touch base with them for so long. And we even talked about going to visit them. Of course now we can't, but she did. I don't know what just like popped in her head, but ever since everyone's been quarantined and whatnot, she did just one day start, you know, just dialed the phone and called them. And it, and I didn't know she was doing that. I came upstairs and heard her talking. I thought she was talking with my aunt or her sister, but then I started hearing like multiple voices. And then I saw like her, you know, smiling. And then I asked who she was on the phone when she told me, and it was kind of nice to see, like, Aww. even though it's just a tough time and like for them, they're, they're of older age in California, but like they're still healthy and well, and she was able to just touch base with them. So that was nice to see. I actually just got goosebumps. I feel like <laughs> that is, that's so, so beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see her like, uh, just like happy to talk to them. Oh, I got to scooch over. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> I exposed my room a little bit. <laughs> my mess. <laughs> I, th- I think your honesty is refreshing, actually. <laughs> Um, you know what? I think that we're going to do this more regularly. So maybe next time we can give everyone a longer list of activities to do. Maybe we can start off with what to do. Should have like a fun expert on, um, what to do when you're home. Yeah. Um, But really quick, we'll dive in more next time. So come back. We usually do this once a month, but 
we may do this once a week. We'll keep you posted. Um, but what is one thing you're going to do this week for fun while you're home? Krista. Um, one, I'm actually going to do two things. It doesn't sound like fun, but one is start a like thousand piece puzzle mm -hmm. making and have accountability for that. So I'm going to actually have to do it. Mm -hmm. The other thing with Easter coming up, um, some egg making, you know, egg, egg dyeing. Oh, it's fun. Like this kind of format, um, doing creative egg dyeing for Easter. Yeah. So connecting with people in the same way that you would have, but online via Zoom or yeah. house party. Sarah Kay, one fun thing. Um, well, it, it hasn't happened, but I might try and convince my friends because I had one friend who just like wanted to touch base with everyone, see what everyone was doing. And he like kind of joked about having a virtual game night because usually on Saturdays, either not every Saturday, maybe every other Saturday, we just come together and have a game night. And he kind of joked about having a virtual game night, but I'm kind of on board. So I might, <laughs> I, I love that. Convince my I friends do. to do that. I would totally do that. And I would do it with that game where you put plastic in your mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> What's that game called? You know what I'm uh, talking about? Big Mouth or something? Like or, mouth or yeah, something. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. I have pictures of that one. Yeah, that's such mouth. a fun game. Um, well, keep us posted on that if that happens. Yeah. And I would say one fun thing. So I used to be a musician, um, like semi-professionally, pretty professionally. And um, I haven't picked up my guitar and played like really, really played in probably like seven years. So I think I'm going to sit down and play one night and make a commitment. To Yay. That. Yeah. Like that. So, so let us know what you're going to do. You can, uh, well, really Instagram's the best way. Lucia, Instagram backslash Lucia at night. Um, I will tag these ladies as well. So you can get in touch with them. Um, you can reach me at Lucia Naz or at Wall Seekers too. Um, so from all of us here, we will keep you posted on if we're going to be back next week, but we will definitely be back in a few weeks. So in the meantime, um, for lots of different tools or anything else you need, you can check out wellseekers.com um, to help give you some support through this time. And we want you to know that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are not alone in this, that there are so many people going through this and we're so honored that you've chosen to spend some time with us here tonight. So hang in there, stay safe, and we will be back soon on Lucia at Night. Thanks for spending your night with us on Lucia at Night.